What's up, dancers and dance lovers? This is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. I'm Taylor Bradley. And I'm Alex Yankovic. We host an open conversation about the dance entertainment industry, striving to educate and inspire. Brought to you by Inside Dance Magazine. Find us on social media at Inside Dance Podcast. Or write to us at InsideDancePodcast at gmail.com. Let's Let's take take it from from the top. top. What's up, podcast universe? Welcome to Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. We are your hosts, Taylor Bradley and Alex Yankovic. And we're really excited that you're here. Well, I guess that we're excited that we're in your ears, you know. Uh, We're excited that you're playing us. Um, But moral of the story is we're just excited. This podcast is a educational discussion about all aspects of dance. Um, Each week, we'll bring on a new guest to pick their brains and uh, learn what they love that they did, what they wish they'd done better, and how they ended up where they are. Um, so there's your little synopsis spiel if it's your first time joining us. Um, and while we're at that, make sure that you're supporting the show in any way that you can, giving us a follow on social media, on any podcast platform that you're listening to. Hit that five-star button and throw us a review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Yes, I hear from many of you. You are in our DMs. You will email me. And you're like, I love the podcast. It's so great. But I'm waiting for you to write a review. I, <laughs> I like that. Like, it seriously means so much to Taylor and I. So as you're telling us how much you love it, what we can improve on, let's also, you know, slide it on over to the Apple podcast. App Continue that slide. Yes. So like, like, love you so much. <laughs> Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Uh, Super You're getting ready. Opening week. Yes. Opening week. Um, I'm like so obsessed with my wig. Like I can't, I do not want to take off. It was so fun yesterday. So we did like a, it was two dress rehearsals technically, but we had a dinner break in between where they gave us dinner and snacks and we um, ate out in the pavilion. It was really nice. And we got to keep our wigs on because you're like, so you're excited stopping. about yeah. <laughs> and that never that never gets to happen. They were like, "This is the only time you will have your wig outdoors." Like that, it just is Wait, not a thing. You were excited because you got to eat in your wig. <laughs> yes, and I got to like be outside in in with the sunlight and have this like long um, Rapunzel hair. And I was like, "This is the best. These, it's the little things." Backstory: um, This is for um, LA Opera's performance yes. of Aida, which is opening this Saturday. Um, that Alex will be performing in. So definitely um, get your tickets. If you're in the LA area, go check it out. We'll have all that information in the description below. And also um, look for, uh, I feel like we need to post a picture of your like Rapunzel photos too. No, they, I, we take photos tomorrow. So I will slide those on oh, tomorrow, Wednesday uh, or today, Wednesday, but tomorrow for me. <laughs> Podcasting is so hard because we're like, honestly, we're talking about... <laughs> We're recording this, but knowing that this is going to play in two weeks. So it's like, I feel like the trendy dad or like the mom that's like, how do I be cool? How do I be ahead of the curve? Um, So if I can only predict the future um, to let you know that. But until then, we're going to talk about networking. Yes. (laughs) Because that is a a timeless topic. Um, Specifically over your summers. Um, This, uh, especially I'm talking to my pre-professional, my high schoolers and my young college dancers. This is your time to um, broaden your horizons, both with your education and also with people that are going to be in your industry. And, you know, we, we you hear it all the time that the dance industry is such a small industry. Um, 
So it's so, so important to start the groundwork for these connections now in your late teens, early 20s, because I can't tell you how many people that I've met from that time of my life that I'm now working with or that uh, if I'm not working with them, I know that they're working. And it's crazy to like, imagine like, I think about, again, Taylor making his analogy to the business world, but it's like, as business people, like how crazy big of a world that is and what are the chances that you're like, oh, I know so-and-so, I went to this program with them or I studied at this. And that's, we're so fortunate that we are in an industry that allows us to be that close and make those yeah. connections um, and learn from each other and be inspired. And um, so whether it be a dance nationals for a dance competition, whether it be a conservatory, a um, concert dance um, intensive, uh, both Alex and I encourage you to get out um, and, and make those connections, meet those people, work with those choreographers. Um, because I know that was such a pivotal part of our summers. Alex and I both danced um, in Chicago over the summers, um, uh, training. And I, I just can't be more grateful for that time in my life to really like get me up and running before I went into my professional career and make a lot of new friends. <laughs> yes. And I think for any of you who may feel paralyzed, I know I feel that way. If I have a friend near me, I'm totally not shy around new people, but when I'm by myself, I'm really, really shy. And sometimes it can be paralyzing when you're meeting new people and you mm -hmm. don't, you're trying to read the room. And I think always good go-to is, Hey, would you like to get coffee or tea? I sound like, like, <laughs> like giving dating advice. <laughs> this is how you ask people on a date, everyone. <laughs> and like, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> no, 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 but you have a good point. I, I, it's take initiative take to initiative. introduce yourself yeah. or, if you're walking, let's say you're a lot of times in rehearsal, you're like walking distance to lunch and you're on your lunch break, like be the one to be like, Hey, do you want to go grab food together? And, and, you know, take that initiative if you're feeling paralyzed. And also let's say the first day you just want to get through that first day and not trip and fall. And you're just trying to make a good impression on your teachers or whoever, whoever, whomever, whoever, whomst ever the office episode about that. Um, <laughs> but you can always take that first day, but definitely that second day, just try your best. Again, this is for my shy, my shy people out there. Just really, you know, take initiative and feel like you can uh, make a connection by doing something on your breaks. Totally. And I also think for those shy people, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy that there's this like internalized trauma that we all have from like the cafeteria of like, where do I sit? But it's also crazy how simple of a solution it is to be like, hi, do you mind if I sit with you? Hi, can I have lunch with you? Like, it's that easy um, to put yourself out there. And um, I know it can be uncomfortable too, especially being performers and being artists. There's always someone usually like <laughs> big personality, big energy, and you can feel overwhelmed and overshadowed, but don't be afraid to like still be yourself, but getting in with that group. I don't know. Am I speaking English? Is this making sense? I'm no, trying to be absolutely. supportive. <laughs> yeah, Not to be overshadowed by uh, boisterous personalities. Know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Don't be intimidated. If someone's like a little bit louder than you, don't be intimidated or feel like you need to like reach their volume. Yeah. yeah. Just take a deep breath. Breathing is essential, but you really, I think our point is that you don't want to miss out on these opportunities that are really <laughs> created for you to work and make great friendships it would it's 
a lot worse of a feeling to leave an intensive two, three weeks later and be like, I made no friends or I'm sorry. It's not about making friends. I made no like lasting relationships with someone I could call later. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel We're like- We're literally introduced. It's like, I could say the same thing to my nine-year-old ne- uh, niece about how to make friends at school, <laughs> but it's crazy because it's the same fundamentals that we, <laughs> that that you have as an adult. And it's just, it, it's the same thing. Instead of saying making friends, you say networking. And yeah. obviously there's friendship that comes along with that. But um, I even think about Alex, all the people we've had on this podcast. I was just about to say that. <laughs> are, most of those people are friends that we've met somehow in the dance industry growing up at intensives at school. But and others so, we may be distant from, but we know we know them and we just reach out and yeah. it ends up being received. So send that email, yeah. Alex Shonkovich, 2022. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I definitely um, switched on to the friend. I was just like, this is how you make friends. <laughs> 100%. And also, if you're nice so and if you bring candy and uh, <laughs> you make oh pretzels. gosh, I love it. Oh, Alex and her pretzels. <laughs> um, well, should we get into our interview um, yes. with the phenomenal Miss Kelly Muller Rabe, who, um, incredible, phenomenal dancer, ballerina. She is. Uh, most recently dancing with Island Moving Company in Rhode Island and uh, has a really just amazing story about um, being a specifically long, tall dancer clocking in at five foot ten. So for all my tall ladies and gentlemen out there, be sure to give it a listen and um, actually everyone give it a listen. So good. (laughs) Despite your height. You're coming up, Kelly Muller Rabe. Listeners, dancers, we are so excited to introduce to you the incredible, the amazing Miss Kelly Muller Rabe. Kelly, how are you doing? So good. Thanks for having me. Came out. We're so thrilled to have you. Yeah. Don't think we're we're diving past that. I know we just had Matt on recently. And you guys, Kelly Muller, now Kelly Muller Rabe, uh, was my like big buddy in um in college. We had like a little mentorship program within the uh, dance program and Kelly and I were partners. And what uh, you don't know is that Kelly, you're what? Five, nine, five, 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 ten. ten. Kelly's five, ten. Taylor's six, two. Together, we're just like the big friendly giants of UA dance. Are you um, six, two? I always said you were six, four. Sure, I can be six four. I can like sit into a hip. I'd be six foot. You know, I'll be whatever the audition needs. But I'm your average, um, I'm your average five six. <laughs> Just your average five six. Alex average. Checking in. Um. So yeah. So get ready for a lot of fun stories and uh, weird college throwbacks. Um, oh yeah. I'm excited for it. But uh, yeah, Kelly, where are you joining us in from today? So I'm in Newport, Rhode Island. Ooh, ah, yeah. our, our first Rhode Islander here on the, or on the podcast. Very cool. It reminds yeah, me of Gilmore Girls. Oh my gosh. Oh, everything <laughs> reminds me of Gilmore Girls. But yeah, yeah. She, Rory Gilmore almost take a, takes a job in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, it's a fabulous place. Yes, amazing. Well, we want our listeners yeah. to get to know you. Um, so we start off with our favorite question, which is, where are you from? And how did you get into Wait, this? you can't skip the catchphrase, Alex, one more time. 
Wait, what's the catchphrase? Let's take it from the top. Oh my god! <laughs> You're fired. You are fired as a podcast host. On the own show, I'm like, <laughs> let's take it from the top. <laughs> okay, so all that being said, yeah, where are you from? How'd you get to dance? <laughs> okay, so I'm from Richland, Washington, um, small town in eastern Washington state. And how did I get into dance? Um, I feel like it's kind of one of those, you know, the stories where my sister started dance. There was basically one studio in my hometown, Tri-Cities Academy of Ballet. And basically, like, every little child really in the community at some point took a class there. It was like everyone either started with tap or ballet or whatever. And at least, like, everyone I knew basically had taken a class there. Um, So, yeah, I started with tap, actually. Um, that rhythm. When I get that rhythm, um, I had like a wooden plank in my basement, <laughs> and I actually started with like videos that my mom had bought me, and so I was tapping in the basement, and my mom was like, "Maybe we should get her into some lessons." So that's kind of how that all started. So what I hear is you were making you? you were making oh a God, ruckus in the basement. <laughs> Yeah, basically, just like can you imagine like a three year old like pretend tapping on wood. <laughs> I think starting out with tap is like one of the I think it's truly the best way I was talking about this with someone mm-hmm. the other day, best way to get rhythm and I feel like I dropped off of it for a couple of years but when I got back into it, I was like this is cardio this is oh, like it's amazing yeah. I need to take a tap class it's been like forever but no I, my teacher was really good because even when we started ballet I immediately started pre-ballet um as well but she encouraged everyone to stay with tap at a young age, just to like get those musicality skills. I love that. Yeah, tap is cardio with loose ankles, and you can quote me on that. (laughs) Cardio with loose ankles. Um, (laughs) Kelly, so what was, um, at Tri-Cities, what was the format there? Was it more of like um, concert um, performative or was it competition-based? So it was definitely not competition-based. It was, people in the community would call it the academy. (laughs) but yeah so basically I took um ballet from like well I was at the studio from about 3 30 to 9 every day um and then Saturdays as well Um, isn't it crazy I think about as kids how much like how much consecutive time we spent dancing like we'll have like long days now as adults of like rehearsals or like you know gigs here and there but it's like usually they're like sprinkled in you have like a good like break or two in between, but I'm like, yeah, every day it was like for me, four to nine, no questions asked every Saturday. You're there all day. And I'm like, wow, we love dance. We love dance. I don't love, I don't know if I love anything that long anymore. (laughs) Maybe I'm just, my my attention span's getting shorter as I'm older, but. (laughs) (laughs) But going to school and then, you know, going home for like 15 to 30 minutes every day, saying hi, you know, mom and dad and then leaving and being at the studio all day um but we did ballet I did jazz once a week I did musical theater once a week did tap once a week um and then so my studio was part of what's called regional dance America so um as opposed to going to like Grand Prix or like a competition um we had festivals so we had regional festivals once a year and we would get adjudicated um, both as a company and then individually as well. So as much as like I didn't, you know, quote unquote compete, I had a very like 
high stake, high stress um, performance course. every year where we would actually fly somewhere. Um, you, so we were part of the Pacific region. Um, and so we would fly anywhere from like California, Utah, um, you know, anywhere in the area um, and go to that festival and perform with the whole group. And that must be so stressful because it's only happening once a year. Whereas yeah. I feel like with competitions, like you kind of warm up the first three. and Yeah, <laughs> to, to yeah no, it was a big deal. Um, you had to be part of what we called the senior company. So that was for our group, it was called Mid-Columbia Ballet. Um, and, you know, at 13, you could audition and become a part of it. And then you were a part of the senior company and we would perform and everyone knew you would go to festival once a year. So that was like our, yeah, our way of performing and exposing ourselves to everyone else out there. That's amazing. What was the, what was the culture like between the other dancers before you would all go to that festival? Did you feel like everyone? Uh, We were like a team. A team. Yeah. Yeah. So we, would like get merch, you know, it was yes. very much like what you're, I think you guys are used to. It was just ballet, you know, like we would get, we would have the sweatshirts and the sweatpants. Like we would all be together, you know, we would be, have like an, a lot of camaraderie and we would all be so like hyped about the piece typically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Alex, I just imagine what is it called rally and dance team world? Like when you like get everyone excited and like, pumped up i imagine that but then also like b plus <laughs> yes yes the yeah. rally the the like yeah let's go but we're like yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah my teacher shout out to deborah rogo like the best ballet teacher out there her and her husband joel own my studio but she had a way of like you know getting us hyped but also knowing that we needed to be professionals of course like we knew that we were not screaming in the audience you know <laughs> we for ballet like you clap you can say bravo bravo like we learned all that um and we were you know doing like the competition but as kids but at the same time we knew that it was um with the traditions of ballet you know what was appropriate i love that it's pretty cool yeah um So, Kelly, I want to dive into the fact that, as we said earlier, you're 5'10", right? You're Mm -hmm. a a beautiful, tall, long mover dancer, um, and you're absolutely stunning to watch on stage and in class. But I know with that comes its own slew of challenges. Um, I'm sure it probably and advantages as well. So, um, I guess, have you always been a tall dancer or did that come later (laughs) in life? And uh, did you yeah. have knee pain? No, so I think I'm kind of unusual in the sense that I've always been tall. Like I was nine pounds, six ounces as a child. Like I just have <laughs> been a large person my whole life. Um, I, I'm also fortunate because I basically grew pe- pretty evenly. Like I didn't have that, nice. like, you know, one year where I grew 10 inches. Right. Um, I think in that way, it was really beneficial to my body because I ne- never had like the, oh, like my knees are killing me. Like I, I'm mm. growing awkwardly, you know, mm. I think as much as I was lanky and long, I was never like too awkward, you know, um, <laughs> but I definitely. <laughs> I wasn't too awkward. <laughs> That's the episode clip but we're no. going to use right there. <laughs> but I wasn't like you know. well, weren't we all awkward you know and, oh, yeah. um, 
I don't know for me, because, because I'm, I'm similar in the sense that I've, I've always been super tall. I think I was like five, I think I was like five ten in fifth grade or something. But, uh, for me, it was using my plie was so Mm. tough. Like finding out that like, okay, well, if I take, (laughs) if I lower my upper body, then I'm like, oh, this is plie. And they're like, listen, homeboy, bend your knees and put your butt down. And I like that concept to me, I'm still figuring out. But like, I remember that was such a foreign idea of like, what? Like I have to get low. And so. Um, I think kind of going back to your question though, I think I was like, when did I know? Like, I think honestly, it wasn't until I was like in college or a professional that I, I realized what additional challenges there would be being a tall dancer. I feel like I was kind of blissfully unaware for most of my training. Like Deborah just had a way of like pushing all of us as a group. And I didn't necessarily like know every day that I was tall and struggling with those challenges. Um, like I, like, I'm kind of weird. Like I love petite allegro. Like I love moving fast. Like I love, you know, doing some of those things that maybe a tall dancer shouldn't quote unquote be good at. Um, but I didn't really know that. Um, she never like told me like, you shouldn't be good at this or like, you know, or expect Yes. That. Like it was just like, you're going to do this because everyone else in the group is doing it too. You, you bring, yeah, you bring up such a beautiful point that there's certain parts in our lives where being blissfully unaware is the best thing. And I think for a lot of those parts, it's about what our body type and height is. Mm-hmm. And don't limit yourself. I feel like as, don't soon limit as, you, yourself. as soon as you bring attention to it, be like, oh, you're really tall or you're really short. You're not going to, then, then that's all you're going to be thinking about. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember going to summer intensives and them being like, oh, you know, the Amazon dancer, you're going to do adagio. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, oh, is that, is that what I'm supposed to be good at? Like, okay. Like it's, I know adagio is fine, but it's not at all my favorite. Like I'd rather, you know, honestly move fast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's why you're training so valuable. That's why you are so amazing is because you don't, yeah. You're just like, no, I'm going to do, do this. I think too, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you you root for the underdog and you root for what's unexpected like yeah. another example i can give is uh Leconte, who we've had on the podcast as well uh he's a shorter more compact but homeboy can travel more than anybody i've ever met like in a dance studio he like leaps and it crosses the entire studio and i feel mm-hmm. like it's so much more impressive because you don't expect somebody of that stature to be able to move that way. And I feel the same yeah. way. Um, the same thing applies to you. Like when it comes to Petit Allegro or, um, uh, you know, I love floor work and I love getting down to the ground now yeah. <laughs> later in life that I've quote, found my plie. But, um, <laughs> and I feel like it, it's that much more impressive when um, you can break those stereotypical dance norms per se, you know? Yeah. So, I'd say that like now in my, professional career like I've had so many choreographers come up to me and be like you surprised me and I'm just like isn't that the best feeling like yeah well yeah but it's also like you saw me as something that I should be and who knows what you are you know right like like, who knows what you can do like but yeah I've been told that a lot um I actually had one choreographer literally tell me um you like afterwards he was like you surprised me, you move like a short dancer. And I, in my head, I was like, what? <laughs> but like, you met, like you can move fast. Like you, 
you that's what he meant like you can move right. quickly you can like take up space like you can roll on the floor know, be a, yeah <laughs> roll on the floor and I was just like oh like okay I guess that yeah I shouldn't be able to do that um Yes. Yeah. And you can partner amazing too. I have this very specific memory of you. I remember when we were learning Chicago Sweet um, with Gary, Chris, and Ann Ranking. I remember just watching you. I was like always in awe whenever you were doing all of that gorgeous choreography. And like to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, Kelly is like the incredible, oh. incredible ballerina, but you are like triple threat. Like you can do everything. And seeing you do all of that Fosse movement, I was like, oh my gosh, this was made for Kelly. It was Oh, amazing. that's so sweet. That yeah. was such an incredible experience. I, I feel like I talk about that a lot. I and talk about like, it. Three of us were in that. Yeah. 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 I talk about it often. Yeah. Yeah. So well, and, and thinking back like historically tall dancers, I mean, obviously you've got like uh, Rockettes, you've got Showgirls, mm. things where you, you assume that there's, there's height with it. But um, I know going back to that same experience, like Bob Fosse loved his tall dancers, loved mm-hmm. long, yes. loved lanky. Like yeah. um, I, I think back again when we were working with Anne and how she's just like this Gumby, like she's all <laughs> limbs. She's yeah. all just all Longer arms and all <laughs> crazy, right? Crazy and so it's, it's this actually kind of is the tip of the iceberg of, of, of greater conversation, maybe for another day of just the assumptions and stereotypes that we have for dancers based mm-hmm. off of whether it be body type or race or gender. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so empowering once you realize that those don't just limit you. And if anything, those stereotypes can be a springboard for you to break into and be that surprising dancer. Like, right. I think yeah. that's so cool and so inspiring. So um, okay, so um, moving forward, obviously, uh, we know uh, that we all spent time together at U of A. We all had a wonderful time there. I want to talk about your transition after college and into your early professional career. Yeah, so um, I knew that I wanted to be in a ballet company, and I basically set my stuff everywhere. Um, and I reached out. Actually, I think Megan Mitt reached out to me. But do you guys know Megan Kamler? Of course. She, uh, big fan. obviously a U of A grad, and she was two years older than me, and she was like my idol at school. I always looked up to her. Um, we both did Choleric my freshman year in Fortis. And so I feel like we kind of had a little bond because of that. And um, I think she actually reached out to me and was like, hey, like, have you ever heard of Rochester City Ballet? Like, that's where I dance now. Um, and she's from Rochester. And I was like, no, like, tell me more. Um, so she got me in touch with the artistic directors at my stuff. Um, and the more I learned about the company, um, the artistic director is a five foot nine female. Um, oh, no she, way. Yeah. And so at the time, Jamie Leverett and um, the she really liked tall women. That was kind of one of those things that she just really enjoyed working with. Um, and so I was like, hey, this sounds great. Um, went to Rochester audition for like a two or three day thing and then got the phone call that I had been accepted as an apprentice. Um, I want want to ask a quick quick question about logistics. When you sent over your stuff, what did you you send over? Because I feel like at this time, that time it was so different. Yeah, looking back on it, it's like, I I think about like the video I sent and it's probably pretty cringy, but (laughs) it would would be just like, uh, you know, your resume, your headshot, um, a video that, you know, highlights 
your strengths. Um, at that time, I think I put in a lot of, you know, the balancing works that I had yes. done at school um, and whatever else I could find from, you know, the past. Um, and so basically they just look at that video and decide whether or not they want you to come to the studio and take class. So that's what I did. I went and took class um, for like two days, I think, and watched rehearsals. Um, and yeah, that's how that happened. How was your experience being an apprentice? Did you feel like you get, got to perform often? Did the stars align where you were able to? Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny to speak of tall dancers. I got to Rochester and there were um, four of us who were apprentices that year. We had all been oh, hired. Wow. And one girl, I like looked at her and I was like, oh my gosh, you're my twin. Yeah. Like, like oh five God. foot 10. You found your like, bookend. <laughs> yes, I found, oh, talk about a bookend. Like, yeah. wow. Um, but yeah, so we, I feel like I danced a lot. Um, typically that program is two years and you either get hired in the company or you leave. Um, and I was really fortunate. I got hired after one year. So and then I moved into the company. Um, but yeah, that's a hard, I mean, being an apprentice is so good for you. I mean, cause you're an understudy for so much, which yes. is the hardest thing in the world, you know, you're yes. learning everything. Um, but we, I mean, I also learned the beauty of like being in a core, you know, and mm. what does that mean? Like really dancing with each other and being exact and in line and, um, as five foot 10, you know, that's, that was a big learning thing for me. Like, how do I match the dancer who's five foot three at the other end of the line? Right. You know, so that for me, that was a, a big time of learning of like, oh, how do I get my arm to match hers in arabesque, even though she's, you know, six inches shorter than me? Like, what, how do I do that? Um, That's so yeah. interesting. And it's, I think you bring up a great point there of, being a tall person in an ensemble, because that's something, again, I can speak to. Um, I don't know why floor work keeps coming to my mind today, but yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, when you go to, a, when you go to an audition and you're learning choreo and you're like, okay, this was made up by a person that center of gravity is much lower to the <laughs> yeah, ground. <way> then, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it, it takes me an extra three and a half counts to get down there, homie. And, and another one to get back up. But, um, I, it's it's so important because again, as as beautiful as it is to be a soloist and a star and to have these um, this body and this facility that does stand out from everything else, so much of your career is not standing out. <laughs> and so, absolutely, it, it's it's but, such a sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but like finding that beauty where like when the core is so together and magical, where like you guys stand out. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. That's how, but that's what I love is like the core is so good that you can't not look at them. Um, and I love dancing in a group, honestly. Yeah. Um, There's nothing like when everybody masters something together. Like yeah. it's a beautiful thing when everyone's mind is just on the, the same, one. the what, like the one brain on stage. Like it's a truly beautiful thing. I feel like we don't talk about it enough how hard it is to get a group of people to all be doing the same thing a mate like not just movements like mm -hmm. be, like emotions to all be like riding out the same emotion it's or like a focus like where oh, you're yeah. like if you get a group of people all looking in the same direction i don't care what you're doing i'm like what are they looking at like i want to know <laughs> there's yeah. a secret i don't know here <laughs> yes. yeah for yeah. dancers who are you know really strong in ballet and are maybe debating between 
a college program, conservatory program, or even just um, more of a training program, what do you feel like your experience at U of A helped you with in the professional world? So for, for dancers who are similar to you, what do you feel like crossed over well? Yeah, um, I think at least for myself, being a taller dancer, um, I think it takes us a little bit longer to just get it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just myself, but I feel like we, you know, you're, you have so many long muscles. And <laughs> that's that you need a few it. extra counts to metaphorically you just, get your exactly. life together too. <laughs> exactly. And to get your life together. Yeah. But um, I feel like for me, you know, I, I was offered like traineeships and other programs as well in the dance world um, after high school. And for me, it, it really was a discussion of one, I want to continue my education. That was important to me. Yeah. Um, but two, like I thought this would provide me with a home for four years. Like I had just been in, in my dance school, that was r- really my safe place and I could continue to train Um and just grow until I was ready. I just like felt like I wasn't ready yet. Um, and so Arizona, I mean, provided with me with incredible opportunities. I mean, you talk about Anne Ranking and Gary Christ. I mean, who would have thought that I would have been able to be in a world-renowned jazz piece like that? Like, that's right. so cool. Um, and I'm now in a contemporary company. So like Arizona really just like broadens my knowledge of all types of dance. Um, I had a mostly ballet background, but like going in and being able to like watch dancers, honestly, like you, Alex, like every day, and Taylor. <laughs> no, Alex, <laughs> really, I'm, like, I'm but, team Alex but, like, here. <laughs> yeah, but watching dancers like you, like every day, like in a jazz class and just being like, wow, like I respect her technique and she looks phenomenal in this jazz class. Like, what is that about? Yeah, no, like really. So I think being able to watch so many other dancers um, at U of A was incredible and learn from them and try to steal from them. Like I'm still trying to steal from people. Um, I learned how to steal. all Yeah. Yeah, uh, Zona. I just would watch. I would watch you all. You both like Jazz Four Hundred. I just was mesmerized. (laughs) But yeah, that that is truly the magic of Arizona. Is the 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 blending, the blending, stealing, the premium blending. (laughs) Backstory: Our show was called Premium Blend every year. (laughs) Wow. Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Something I want to kind of talk about. like collectively as a group here is what do you guys think the importance of dancing repertoire is? And I mean that from a devil's advocate, negative Nancy standpoint of like, cool, you learn somebody else's routine. Like what's the big deal? I'm trying to find the words to express how, whether it be as a um, student at a university or whether it be, like learning a piece at uh, intensive, what would you guys say are like the, the advantages of learning choreography and rep? Meaning what was your big takeaway from working with Ann and Gary? Like big picture, not just like we got to do a cool piece. What do you think the advantages are there? Just being in a space with someone, like looking at them eye to eye and listening to the information that they're giving, just learning how to work with someone. Um, and just soaking in everything they have to say, you know, 
I, wait, what's your question? <laughs> I know. No, this is purposely very open-ended and broad because like, yeah. I remember having this conversation with a non-dancer and they were like, cool, so you just learned someone else's moves. And it almost like upset me because I'm like, yeah, I learned the moves, but I also like, it's almost like a short lived mentorship. Like you're learning everything from this person, this expert that it's, it's so much more than just quote unquote the moves. But again, like going back to our example of um, working with Ann and Gary, like I, I have a whole nother understanding of how my body works from doing Absolutely. that one piece, like using my plie, using my apoma of my shoulders in a jazz sense, like finding a different dynamic and quality. And I'm trying, it's, it's tough for me when I was asked that question, I'm like, how do I explain this to them? That yeah. it, it, it's almost like an internship that a business person would think of in a yes. short term, in a short term way. Yeah, it is like an internship. I think we also have to remember that dance is passed down through people, You right? literally mm. took the words out of my mouth. So like, Ooh, that's good. Is, like, this is what we do. So if we don't share these kinds of experiences where you have Gary, Chris, and Ann Rankin telling you exactly what they want, how is the next generation supposed to be able to do it or share it or pass it along? It's going to die, you know? Exactly. So like when we learn dances that have already been done before, it's an opportunity for it to be passed down to the next generation and for it to not get lost. Absolutely. And you're paying, paying homage to it. And also I think as dancers for a younger generation, we forget where moves come from and, and, you know, everything is not a recycled version of something, but it all comes from the same place. It all mm-hmm. comes from somewhere. Yeah. It all comes from somewhere. And it's really unsafe to forget that. It's really mm-hmm. bad to not understand the lineage. It's like with history of the world, history of wherever you live, you have to understand it so you can be better and and do the things Absolutely. right that are good. Like it, it translates the same way of like how we live our lives to the dance world and it's just different. Like with math, like, I don't know. That, that, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm like, like, math example I can come up with. A squared plus B plus squared. Two equals four. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of like, like when I learned Serenade, it's like, you know, Leslie Pack was like, block the sun. Yes. You know, how would you know that? Like, you need someone to tell you what you're actually doing. Otherwise, it's just a hand gesture. Uh, you know, and what's Ooh. the meaning? Yeah. So that's, that's why we need to pass it down. Interesting. Well, thanks for going on that that little tangent with me, y'all. But, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's interesting to think about, and I, and I, I always try and relate our passion, our, the passion that is our career, to people that I would say are not as fortunate enough to have their career be their passion. And so, mm-hmm. um, sometimes finding the words is hard. But um, fast forward, Kelly, where are we dancing now? Yeah, so I danced with Rochester City Ballet for seven seasons. Um, Worked with three directors, danced a ton, met my husband, Ben Rabe. Yay, congratulations. Uh, also, thank you. He's also a dancer, and we now live in Newport, Rhode Island, and we both dance for Island Moving Company, which is a contemporary ballet company here in Newport. I'm obsessed yeah. with the name. Oh, I know. Isn't it funny? It's Island so Moving good. Company. Well, okay, the whole idea is like we're not just dancing, but we're like moving hearts, moving spirits, moving minds. Um, and then something that this company does that's pretty cool is we like physically move in space. Like we'll 
do Nutcracker over at Rosecliff, which is one of the big mansions mm-hmm. here in Newport. <gasps> so like instead of being in a theater, we're in a mansion. That's so audience, cool. Yeah, the audience follows us from room to room. Um, so you're like literally in, oh my gosh, um, you know, like the Stahlbaum's home. Um, they, there's a different name here, wow. but yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. Rhode Island, Rhode Island homes are stunning. Oh yeah. It's all the old money. It's yes. one of those, <laughs> it, yeah, it's one of those places that I've never been to, but like anytime I just like think of it, I just think of like, uh, very like, Oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You guys are psychic. Uh, yeah. So they're they're literally filming Gilded Age here right now. You know. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, they're filming in Newport. I have like dance friends who are like extras. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. What's the proximity to New York? Uh, we're you know I think we're like three hours away. Oh wow. That's yeah. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick question is island moving company do you all work on a project-based uh schedule meaning you know three months at a time and then off for a month and then back on yeah so good question so we're we have a i believe it's like 33 week season or 33 week contract um so we perform our season goes basically from August to July because we have a, a summer season as well. Um, I, I'm new, so I'm still trying to like figure out the calendar. But essentially, we you know have a program in the fall. We have Nutcracker. We have a break. Come back. We have two more programs. Have a break, and then a summer season. Oh my gosh! Amazing. Yeah. So like like right now I'm on you know quote unquote layoff, but it's a planned break. Um, after our shows because we just performed last week- weekend oh my gosh hey okay. congratulations well hopefully what? i'll be able to hopefully i'll be able to see you soon and see you perform but i'm seriously so proud of you and i just yeah i miss watching you dance every day absolutely oh, right times two. You, you both i want to know you know we couldn't end this interview without uh, what the KMO most embarrassing, funny, silly story, whether it be on stage or in a rehearsal space, what comes to mind? Wow. Uh, you know, I was like trying to think of this actually. And I was like, well, I have fallen just like a million times. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like no one ever knows. Like, I think I just like bounce. Like I remember I fell once in flowers. And I, like, She's buoyant. Yeah, I, w- I went up to my valley mistress afterwards and I was like, I'm so sorry. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I just like, I was just like on center doing an attitude turn and I fell. <laughs> she was like, I had no idea. She like, absorbs think, the floor. Yeah, like I once had like a double step over, like literally a solo on center. And I did a double step over and I was went to go down and my toe slipped and I just, I bowed. So I came out of the turn and I just bowed. That, see, like, that's okay, fine. I guess I'm down here. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you fall gracefully. No yeah. Isn't it isn't that ironic? It takes yeah. a 5'10 dancer to teach you how to fall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just great at bouncing right back up. Um, I, there, I mean, do you remember that video from Ruby's? I remember. Oh, my one? gosh. I remember. We need I to like, find that one to post on social media. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I bet I have um, it somewhere. Did the Ruby's? and just fell right on my butt. The Ruby. I think I clapped as I yeah. said that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you awkward laughed. The Ruby's um, content that still surfaces <laughs> to this day oh is so funny to me. I'm always like, I, every time I'm looking at someone's story, I'm like, there's another Ruby's photo. Ruby's, wow. I'm, 
it's it's uh what's the word it lives on for oh, so lives fun on. Yeah. so stressful so fun but, <laughs> so um, incredible talk about Kelly. being a tall dancer <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah, they, yeah that's that's the ballet that's made for you um well kelly we can't thank you enough again for your time today it's so good to see your face and to catch up um before we go what's the best way to stay up to date with you whether it be social media or website uh yeah instagram <laughs> it's, did you make this up <laughs> K, K Momo. <laughs> is that a t-brad is it <laughs> i might yeah it it might be it might be, but, um, <laughs> it might be um, fantastic instagram and, yeah and then also follow my dance company island moving company Absolutely. Certainly. And we'll have both those uh, handles in the description below. But Kelly, thank you again so very much for your time. Thank you both. Congrats on your Love recent you. performance and uh, best of luck moving forward into your season. Thank you. Also, just I'm so proud of you both. This is such a great platform for the next generation. So yeah. awesome oh, job. Thanks, thank Kelly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.